welcome to the Midlife Gamers, the show about two guys in their 30s talking video games. My name is Corey Beasley. Joining me on controller number two, as always, is my buddy Ashton Strong. How you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. We are officially live. Again. <laughs> yes. So for anyone who is listening to this on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, this is the first attempt at us going live. Well, actually, second attempt. We just failed miserably for the last like 20 minutes trying to get this I mean, it going. was funny for like the first like half. So hey, and then it, I got it, like, oh man. If you uh if you tuned in to our Twitch channel, you got some exclusive content. So <laughs> yeah. shout outs to you. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, no, hopefully going forward, this is this is what we'll be doing is possibly recording these live. So that way anybody who wants to check it out live and maybe hear it ahead of time, you can come to our Twitch channel and check it out. So, but also get live interaction. Yes. Too. Yes. You can chat with us too. So answer questions. Podcasts. Yeah. But, um, tonight's episode is going to be probably a little bit more freeform, a little more open discussion. We're not going to hammer in on too many major topics just because there is a pretty big event going on tomorrow that we're going to dive into. But before we get all into that, Ashton, how's your week going? It's going good. It's going, it's going all right. A lot of, a lot of editing. And processing, getting videos out there on YouTube, and you know, doing my part, streaming. <laughs> we're on, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube. I said it again. That's right. No, it's uh, this has been cool. You know, the little steps we've taken to kind of grow the show and and grow the podcast. You know, between just getting everything up on our social media pages and to now our game streaming and to now possibly live streaming all of our episodes going forward. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see how we've, how we've grown so far. And um, it's been nice to see the number of listeners increase. And the even cooler thing has been hearing all the feedback that I've already been getting from, you know, both our friends and we've already been getting some feedback from people I've never met before. So it's been really cool. I've, uh, this has been a lot of fun. You know, I know I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is kind of a dream come true for, for me and I think for you too. So, oh, yeah, totally. We're celebrities now, but whatever. You know. <laughs> we got 50 listeners. We got this. We're podcasters. <laughs> We're podcasters. We're on Spotify. What do you know? No, but, um, but yeah, so. I don't know. My uh, my week so far has actually been pretty uneventful, um, aside from the fact that, you know, I got a new laptop to make this a little bit easier to do. And so I'm not having to steal my bedroom from my girlfriend all the time to record my podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of helps. Yeah, just just a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. is this possible? Yes, yes, yes. I'm pointing to you, viewer. <laughs> you i get to sit in my living room now and do this it's nice but but yeah man so well i know both or no sorry i know last week we uh ended the episode with your uh two truths and a lie so i don't know yes. if you want to run down those one more time and i can throw at you my guess because honestly you stumped me this week all right it was a D D session um I run my main campaign as a hulking totem Goliath barbarian. He's big, strong, and super dumb. <laughs> or was it I play a cool, chill, like, know me little 
like druid and I'm like real chill, like, hey man, let's not don't try to destroy the world or anything. I mean we could get tacos. <laughs> or is it a undying cursed being that's lived for two thousand years that's just called Hey, what's up? I'm life. <laughs> life gives you lemons. <laughs> Yeah, so full disclaimer here, um I don't play D D. Um I've I partook in a few games ages ago. So uh I'm completely stumped here with uh with Ashton's <coughs> We're actually lie. Uh, currently live in chat right now. Our friend Jerry actually got it right. I don't play a chill druid dude. Uh, in my main campaign I've been playing for two years uh, is me as a barbarian and in a module pack which is more uh, Wizards of the Coast actual D&D stuff uh, that's uh, life we've been playing that for like probably a couple months three months or so that was gonna be my guess just because I feel like you as a person are already kind of laid back and, and chill so you kind of want to go adventurous with your with your characters oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundred percent so uh, it makes it interesting we ha we have fun once again i mean two years is a long time to play a single campaign mm -hmm. and i love it it's it's what i do every sunday so if you don't see me doing anything it's because i'm doing that and it's great yeah it's just it's it's something that i just i don't know i haven't i haven't gotten into it it's nothing really it's pulled me in um, on top of that, I don't I don't live around enough people that, that do it. I'm See, sure here's the thing, Corey. It's <laughs> called Roll20.net, I think. And we play it online. We just oh. hop in Discord and that's it. That's cool. I've even had my own. Uh, I've, al I've also had my own campaigns in there. And uh, it's pretty fun and easy to use. Uh, you're able to like import a lot from like the online database of like modern Dungeons and Dragons, it's, it's a good time. I would recommend it to anybody. Roll 20. Check it out. See, I thought you were still like meeting up with people, and I, obviously I don't advise that people get together right now to play D&D oh, no, &D with, 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 with COVID going on, but I wasn't sure what how you were how you were doing it or if people were doing it over like Zoom or Skype or something like that. So Like half the people I play with live in <laughs> Europe. Just so... That's cool. It distance doesn't matter as long as you can meet up at the same time every every week or so. Hey, D and D. Oh, that's that, adventure. That's cool. You know, here here I was back in around right after Christmas time. I I, I saw that like the Settlers of Catan was a uh, was on a lightning deal on Amazon, and like mm -hmm. I need to get that game. And then I was like, I have nobody to play with. <laughs> so, it still sits in the back. <laughs> I've always wanted to play uh, Catan. No, never, never awesome, had. awesome. We we used to play it at my old job. Like whenever my boss would host like picnics and stuff like that outside, that was we'd pull it out and play it. You know, so it was a it was a fun game. That that was actually where I first got introduced to it. Was at, was at my job, and at, when I first started look watching them play, I'm like, what is this game? And I, I wasn't even a tr like pulled into it just from watching it like i had no interest in it and just my friends there at work were like no no come play come play sit down and as soon as i started playing i'm like all right all right <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> i was a game like that for me was uh back in high school i started playing munchkin just because i saw people like playing like 
laser, baser, banana, fana, phasers and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> what is this game? And it was like, it's weird. Want to try it out? And I got, it's fun. It's easy to learn. There's multiple different kinds of game packs in it. It's a good time. Yeah, I I, just, I can't wait till I can actually take Catan out of the box and and start playing it. But I need to need to get some people together first. We need COVID to go away first, so we can actually get people together to do that kind of stuff in time. <sighs> yeah, you know. Yeah, the afterlife. It'll be only board games in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be that bad. There's a lot of board what games out there. There are. There are. How's good, your week, bud? Uh, it's not bad, man. I mean, not, uneventful for the most part, aside from, you know, getting the new laptop and, and learning about the streaming world and, and what all goes into setting up a channel. And, and I mean, I was not versed at all in, you know, OBS or Streamlabs or anything like that. And I feel like over the last week, I've kind of kind of hammered it down a little bit. Certain things. Mm -hmm. there, there's a few things I mean, I'm same, still... Same thing. Oh. It's just like I watch a lot of Twitch and YouTube already, so mm -hmm. like I kind of knew a little of what like most people are using out there. Um, um I, I am kind of excited because it's now what? Uh, well, now officially it's July twenty third. Um, in one well, a little over a week, uh, hockey is actually going to be coming back. So. For you know, for those of you who are watching the stream right now, I'm fully decked out in devil's gear um, because the, as he always is. Usually, usually, yes, um, major, major New Jersey Devils fan. But um, but no, I'm excited to to watch hockey again. It's going to be weird to watch it with no fans in the stands or anything like that. And and it was funny. I was reading an article. They were talking about how the games are now going to be on a five second delay because since there's going to be no fans in the stands, you're going to be able to hear everything that's happening on the ice. And usually there's an f-bomb dropped every three seconds on the ice yeah so but um the uh the the thing that i'm excited about though aside from hockey returning is that we're finally going to get a chance to look at um ea sports nhl 21 um they've actually kind of kept that under wraps this year usually it's like late spring early summer we'll get kind of a glimpse of the game um and then you know during the summer you know game shows and stuff they'll start to show off gameplay and it's usually like during august that we get like the free trial through ea access and whatnot to to play the game um they have shown nothing for this game nothing at all and so i'm i'm a bit curious about what's going to happen with it i'm wondering if they are finally going to completely overhaul the engine and Maybe it's not going to come out for the PS4 and the Xbox One. It's going to come strictly out on the next-gen consoles. I, I don't know. Nice. It, it would be um, because we've basically... I mean, don't get me wrong. I've bought every single NHL game since you know NHL 96, every single year that it's come out. And <clears throat> since 2007, there really hasn't been a major difference 
in the games. I, I mean, I think that's true for like a lot of their games, like Madden. Yeah, really changed yeah. Like FIFA the, has I mean, there's there's mechanics and elements that they've definitely improved upon and made the game better and made it seem more realistic to the sport. And of course, you know, updated textures and stuff. But the character models have still been basically the same. Um, just the the overall layout of the game has basically been the same. Um, but the only thing they've improved upon is just you know the overall gameplay, which you know, of course, I'm not going to complain about, but at the same time, it's it it, it kind of gets old when you're just slapping a new skin over the same thing mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again. So I, I'm curious if because we haven't seen anything of these games, is that we're going to see a complete you know overhaul of, of the system? And I think that'd be cool. I'm a bit nervous about it too because I think EA is kind of taking this approach to if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. I mean, that's kind of there. <laughs> and speaking of EA. A little surprised they haven't had an event like Ubisoft and the same with Activision too. The fact that they just didn't release any info mm -hmm. and just handed it to like Sony and Microsoft for whatever they were doing. Yep. It's super weird. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised by that one too. Cause you know, you think that this would be a year that they definitely want to show off stuff being, you know, next gen consoles coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, EA has always been somebody who, especially for someone like me who does appreciate games who visually look impressive. That's one place that EA has kind of nailed things down. Like their games are, especially lately, their games have been beautiful. Um, but, but no, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, if we, honestly, if we just get another, you know, the same thing for the past year, I mean, I'm a hockey fan, so they've got my money already. Um, you know, just so I can keep up with everybody else between the EA sports, uh, hockey league there that they do online. And then, um, <clears throat> the hockey ultimate team, which is kind of a take on the Madden ultimate team there with the, with the cards and building up your own team and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So the, the multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> microtransactions and cards. Yeah, games. yeah, I mean, and, and it sucks because, like, when they first brought that into the NHL franchise, like, unfortunately, I, I bought into it. I mean, I probably dropped well over a hundred extra dollars on, on cards and to get better players, and mm. and and the thing that, that, that sucked is, like, when you got a card out of a pack and you would get a specific player to use, all the players have contracts attached to them so basically if you got a player and he's got a contract with 10 games that means you can only use him for 10 games now nowadays you can get an you know an extended contract card and keep applying it to him so that you know he stays with your team mm -hmm. with your with your team longer back when they first implemented this system they actually put a cap on how much you could reuse that player so you could spend money real money on a pack get a good player out of that pack and then you'd only be able to use him for so many games before they'd have to force you to spend money vanish. to get he wouldn't vanish he'd still sit in your collection he just oh. would be he would just be unusable and the only way you could use him again is if you actually paid physical money to buy contract cards to slap on top of him oh so, I mean, a lot of people hated that because, you know, you could get a really good player. You know, you get like Wayne Gretzky, you know, because you could bring in like, you know, old players to play on your mm -hmm. team. So you could have like players from, you know, the 70s playing with guys of today on the same team. That's just how open the game is. Um, but like you get like a, you know, a Gretzky card and he's only got 10 games on him. And then, you know, you use up those 10 games and then you're forced to spend more money to keep them going. And then eventually that's, those then those contracts will run out and you have to spend more money and more money. And, a little gross. Yeah, it like, is. It's like a it feeding is. addiction thing. It is. Now, luckily, they, they squashed that because, you know, the Internet basically gave EA all the hell in the world. And, 
you know, the entire gaming industry you know, started to hate on EA big time. So they, they changed it up, and now it doesn't work like that anymore. Yes, you still have to pay money for certain packs if you want to get them, but all of the players are technically earnable through the game too. So, you, you know, it's just, it's if you want to get them ahead of time, now granted, like, it's not easy to get these players. It's all luck of the draw, whether if you're buying a random pack or if you've earned a random pack through playing, like to get a really good player is most of the time, the good players are earned through trading with other, with other people online. Um, but again, the, you know, it used to be those contract numbers applied and now they still have contract numbers on them, but there's not a cap as to how many contracts you can put on a player and you can actually just earn contract cards through playing the game. You don't need to pay money for them if you don't want to. So let me, let me ask you something. Yeah. Would you rather them just cancel the EA sports franchises to let multiple different companies make them? Or would you rather continue on with just how they are? <sighs> That's a tough one. Just because, you know, I go back to the whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. And I feel like as far as a hockey game is concerned, you know, the EA games have been fantastic i can't speak for other sports franchises because mm. i mean the last madden that i played was probably madden 17 just to, to, to play around with it um i haven't played a basketball game in god knows how long um so like i can't speak as far you know other sports franchises but at the same mm. time you know right now 2k has got kind of a lockdown on basketball ea tried to come back and you know bring back nba live and it completely flopped so you know they've they've got the basketball thing on lockdown it kind of seems like sony now has a lockdown on baseball because they've had baseball since the show yeah first came out but yeah but but the show honestly isn't that old the show came out during it's the like last ps3 yeah it was a ps3 exclusive it came out during the last couple of years of the ps3 so it's not that old 2k was another one who had the baseball franchise on lockdown until the show came out the thing is is like 2k was able to be on both the playstation and the xbox whereas mm -hmm. you know the show is, is is a sony only type thing um would i be interested in seeing what another studio could do with the with an with you know with an nhl license sure i mean you know if i were to go back like one of the best hockey games that i ever played that wasn't an ea game was nhl 2k on the dreamcast and that 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 well, to a this, lot of that comes with um like other games like blitz or mm -hmm. ballers for basketball yeah. like the fun kind of games too like we don't really get a lot of those anymore yep because well, they're strictly tied up with oh. blank well and that's yeah. the thing too like we we did get an nba jam a few years ago during again during the last couple of years of, of the ps3 we got an nba mm -hmm. jam but i don't know if you know or not EA owns that license and they own the studio that makes that game. So it's technically an EA game. So it's, I would love to see a game like NHL hits, which was a game that was on the GameCube. It was basically like, you know, an NFL blitz, but hockey. Um, it, that was a fun game, a super fun game. But again, it, it's, if it's the same studio, because I believe all these games were made by Midway, right? NFL Blitz, NBA Jam, mm -hmm. those were all, were. yeah, and NHL Hits were all made by Midway, which means all the licenses were tied to Midway, and that all belongs to EA now. So yeah, if we were to get another fun game like that, who's going to make it? If it's just going to be EA again, then we'll, all right, then we're not moving away from EA and giving another developer a chance I mean, to make the game. A, a big factor to this, too, is the... Uh, I don't know what you call them. I guess franchises like NBA, mm -hmm. NHL, NFL, like those groups also pay for a lot of this 
just to have one person do it. And they also get a lot of backing from those groups too. So, I mean, I, I get why some companies are like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't doing nothing about it. They want me to make their game. I'm going to make their game. No one else will make their game. Well, I do know that like the, the NFL now is working with, a different game studio for, and everybody thought that they were going to be getting like another Madden game. It's but like a ma- franchise manager or something. Yeah, and it's but it's like mobile games. It's all mobile yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and so that's all that like EA just doesn't have the license for the mobile like NFL the games simulation, anymore. Simulation, I believe, is what they technically own. Yep, is sports simulation. Anything yep. else, like it's a little murky. But. Uh, you know, definitely. I I would like to see like what another studio could possibly do with with the NHL franchise. Like I say, you know, the the NHL 2K on the Dreamcast was was absolutely amazing. I mean, the only thing that got me back to the EA Sports franchise was the PS2 was coming out with NHL 2001, and that just that that game was a game changer right there. Because that was like the first game where it's like, you know, these players look real. And I mean, the, the NHL games back on the PS2 looked fantastic. And I, I mean, I remember <clears throat> I actually used to play the NHL games on PC. Like I played them on a little bit on the Sega Genesis and stuff like that. But once I eventually got my PC in the, in the late 90s, like NHL 97, 98, 99 and 2000, I had on PC and I played those on PC and they looked great. Um, but then when 2K came out on the Dreamcast, that looked good. And then 2001 came out on the PlayStation 2. And that was when EA was switching back to, oh, hey, we're going to make games for consoles first, and then maybe we'll put it on yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, that's how the industry is as a whole. Anyways, you got to yeah. go for the lowest common. But I mean, but I mean, it, it used to be those, you know, the, the NHL games came out the same day on PC that they did on the consoles. And on PC, it just, it smoked the console versions because i remember how customizable it was on pc i used to be able to take like and i could download you know the albany river rats logo and put it in there mm-hmm. and nhl 98 and have all my players look like that or you know anything you wanted like you know any type any type of customization you wanted in the game just because you could mod it like crazy um but but when yeah you, uh, when you mentioned all the years 96 97 98 mm-hmm. 99 2000 and then 2001 on a ps2 i was like Man, unless he specifies <laughs> like hockey, they're gonna think it's like King of Fighters or something. And I'm mad hype about that. I'm mad. Any chance King of Fighters could get some rep? Let's go. No, but no, I'm 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 excited. So it'll be it'll be cool to see what EA shows off and and what I'm gonna get from it. And you know me, every single year I'm I'm hyped for the next NHL game and how they're how they're gonna make it better. So. But, but aside from uh, aside from that game coming out, you and I have both had our ch- had a chance to get our hands on Ghosts of Tsushima now, and I know you've gotten yes. a little bit further into it than I have. So uh, I will let you take it from here with your first reaction to it. Um, <laughs> for starters, everyone, you may not know this. We're having a contest. Just throw this out for photo mode. I also yes. put a little video up on YouTube about the options and what you could do with photo mode. It's a $20 PSN card. Get involved. Send us pictures. But uh, that's a big game. Like, it's mm-hmm. a really 
big game. It's a little annoying how big it is, because like comparatively, the map when you start off, it's in three chunks. At least that's what you you're shown. Uh, from what I can gather, the first chunk is a lot bigger than the other two. Um, and like, it feels like it's as big as other games. Like the first check section of game, it feels like it could just be like a, a open world game by itself. And it's a little overwhelming, but it's a good game. I am playing on hard. And I'm really, I enjoy the constant challenge. It always feels like enemies are, like, they're not sponges. Like, they're not, like, taking more damage. They're getting more aggressive. They're countering more. They're being more, like, defensive or they group up certain ways and all this other stuff. And it, it makes it really interesting. Like, I, it's, it's good. It's a good game. And... For the most part, uh, you know, I look forward to the rest of it. I'm still, to my knowledge, I am ready to go do the, like, go into the next act, uh, the next chunk of map. I have done all the side quests I can. If I run across anything, I check it out. It's all super fun. Pet the pet your foxes, everybody. <laughs> pet your damn foxes. <laughs> you see that fox? You pet him. I so do not want to hear it. So when I, when I first encountered the fox in the game, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They got, they got, they got cool foxes in the game. Does, does he want me to follow him? Is, 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 is this like Lassie leading me to Timmy in the well? Like, it, is. <laughs> it is. He will lead you down that well. And you'll be like, how do I get out of here? doesn't and, matter. And instead of Timmy, there's just going to be a nice, pretty shrine there waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Or at least my in my experience so far. So, um, but I haven't gotten just, very far into the, into the game yet. Um, I already have experienced how massive it is. The game is absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's a work of art for sure. It and, is the best looking PS4 game I've ever seen. Cause it does something that others don't adds color. Yeah. There are the most vibrant colors yeah. on this map. Bright yellows, rich oranges, deep purples and blues, and like the white leaves of tall grass. This game is gorgeous. I think Absolutely just gorgeous. I, I think just how how they were able to just do the lighting in the game. I mean yeah. the, the, the the eh what's what's eh? No, I said yeah. Oh, I thought you said eh. <laughs> like no, just just the overall like the sunlight seems natural. Like everything about it seems natural. And then like you said, the colors, the colors pop everywhere. And you know, not even just for saying for a PlayStation game, but for any video game in any, general. Like yeah, so, yeah. so many so many games lately are so dark and and not you know not not saying from like a story standpoint or anything just just they are visibly dark <laughs> um, yeah the screen is like this weird gray color and every like how most games looked on ps3 and 360 where mm -hmm. everything was just grays and browns and very uh what's the word graded great 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 no i'm not gonna bother <laughs> um saturated that's what i there want to say. you they're go not, yeah they're not saturated at all um but an another thing about the game that i wanted to to mention is how how do i say this 
how much it feels like their previous games too. Like I think climbing feels just like it did out infamous. Um, same with like the Sly Cooper kind of feel too. Like it does feel like they've learned like everything they've learned in the past. They've applied it to this game. And uh, yeah, I mean, and see now this is that this is one of my one small and I even hate to use the word problem or qualm because the game really doesn't have any problems this is just me being again kind of nitpicky about something um and i think it's just also me coming off of playing assassin's creed unity and going for the platinum and and really grinding out in that game and and used to the mechanics of that game that the climbing in ghosts seems clunky to me it doesn't it doesn't seem natural it doesn't seem fluid it's like okay here's here's a ledge here and a ledge here and like i get it it's simple you just got to push the joystick in that direction and he kind of leaps there but it i don't know just comparing it to the climbing mechanics in the last assassin's creed and i get it like you you can't compare the two games because ghost is not assassin's creed it's not Mm. but just and, and even comparing it to, you know, you say Infamous, like even comparing it to Infamous, I don't think it's as good as Infamous. I think Infamous's climbing system, climbing mechanics are better than, than this. So, and again, that's just my personal opinion, my personal take on it. It's not going to break the game for me because there's actually very minimal climbing that I've had to experience so far. Um, it is... It is a bit annoying at times when you come to certain ledges where it feels like, oh, I should be able to climb down this ledge, no issue. And it's like a seven, it comes, it's like a seven foot, well, no, it's like a seven foot drop and you fall to your death. I'm like, it's just seven feet. I thought this dude was like a ninja samurai. (laughs) There's there's a role you can get that helps that. A lot of, like, there's a lot of uh, experience points that you could slot into various things from stances to basic combat to Mm -hmm. having perks to finding stuff enhancements to your ninja weapons or just techniques overall and i don't know how you're developing your character but i from where i am at i know every basic sword technique and i'm enhancing all my equipment before i touch any stances or anything because just the options of doing stuff with different items is, I think, better for everything. <laughs> to, to be honest, I haven't completed a ton in the game yet. I've spent so much time just riding around and exploring and just looking at how beautiful the game is and taking pictures and, and everything <laughs> just because mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in. and. And I don't know why it's an almost intimidating factor, but it's and and it's not that I don't like it, but the whole the map is it's not forgiving. It's just like, okay, like here's a map and here's some things, but we're not going to tell you exactly how to get there. There's a fog of war effect and you, you I probably put in roughly 20 hours at this point. Yep, I have there are apparently 10 or so like mongol camps and i cannot figure where they all would be because like i probably have about 70 ish percent of my map uncovered and there's just still i have little birds guiding me places and i'm like oh i was here and i didn't see this they didn't mark it on my map or anything like that and yeah i get it there's a lot to it there's a lot there's a lot um 
really good game though yeah 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 no no seriously and like ashton mentioned before we are actually running a contest on our social media pages um on our facebook our twitter and instagram where if you do happen to have the game or you've played the game and you've messed around in the photo mode we want to see your best photo we want to see your best capture of the game and one submission please yes yes just just one keep it fair for keep it fair for everyone else got but we want to see the best one you got, and the winner will get a $20 PlayStation Store gift card. So we will send that to you via email, whoever is the winner. But definitely send us your pictures, post them in the comments on our pages, and actually you can even email them to us if you want to. You can send them to the guys at the midlifegamers.com. So any way you want to get us those pictures, um, like I said, we want to see them, and you could win a $20 gift card, $20 PlayStation Store gift card. So, yeah. Some, you know, some, some some good stuff coming out in the next few months for PlayStation. I know I'd like to save twenty bucks off of it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but an interesting thing about this game, and of recent news, um, apparently there was a demo that was made roughly five years ago that got leaked, and it's a demo produced by Sucker Punch, same people who made Ghosts. And it's of like this cyberpunk, not cyberpunk, I'm sorry, steampunk open world game. And it looks like ye old infamous in a lot of ways. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but it definitely has that feel. There's not a lot to it, but it's just interesting that that, that could have been an option and that they settled on this. And I feel like going for something more feudal and ancient was a way better route to go than another city game, another open yeah. world game with a city. I mean, it's the, the concept already sounds cool. I have not seen anything about what you're talking about, but I'm definitely going to have to look it up now because that sounds really cool. And who knows, you know, maybe we could still end up getting it down the road. There have been plenty of times where scrap projects have come come back to light. So, so that that be super cool. It, it would be because that, that sounds cool. I don't know if there would be a Ghost of Tsushima 2. I don't want a number two, personally. <laughs> I hope it's a just enclosed game by itself. That's yep. how I would prefer to keep this. Yep. Uh, especially since it's based off of ancient history. Not 100%, but, you know, more than not. Speaking to that, did you uh, did you hear the, the current, like, global news that's coming out from uh, from China about the game? Oh, they don't like it and how it's depicted. And it's like, have you heard of like Genghis Khan? Or like, you built a wall to keep out Mongols. What are you talking about, China? That's, that's, that's where I'm a bit, bit confused. Not just a wall, the great wall. wall. All right. Yes. Like, wonder of the world. It was there. They did it to keep out the Mongolian invasion. Okay, China. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. History upsets. Hey, me. hey. We said we said keep them away. We didn't say say mean things about them or talk about their history truthfully. We just said keep them away. <laughs> I know, and it's almost like a third party that was invaded by them by sea. It's almost like yeah, maybe it's justly like why they're upset and don't like them. I don't know. Go. Uh, you tell me. Yep. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just going <laughs> to throw this out there. Here's a history lesson. Lesson. Anything more than a hundred years ago in your country's history, it was probably full of awful, awful people. All right, just just let you know. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> it's a fact of life. I'm sorry. You're gonna be upset if they make a caveman game and he hits a woman with a club. Uh, that's what they did. It's not cool, but they did it. People. <laughs> people. People in your history. Come on. <laughs> Read a book. God. <laughs> or burn it. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, well, tomorrow we have a big event coming up. We've already seen what PlayStation has unveiled earlier this summer. Now it's Xbox's turn. So tomorrow at noon, Xbox will be holding their... I don't even know what they're calling it. I think it's just the Xbox Series it's, X. It's a game game something event. Yeah. There's no specific event name that I've seen tied to it at all. But basically, Microsoft is going to be unveiling a bunch of games that will be coming out on the... Games, X- games, games. Yes, games, lots games. of games uh, for the Xbox Series X. Um, couple, you know quote unquote exclusives because there are technically no exclusives for the xbox series x um basically what that means it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see these games on playstation or nintendo or anything like that it just means they're going to be on pc as well um which has been kind of a trend with the xbox games anyways is they're they've been landing on the system and on pc um i I have no problems with that i'm i've been i've been being pulled into the pc realm again for the past couple weeks now so um i like having the option for for both not um, even just PC too. Some of them might be on both SKUs of like Xbox One, Xbox Series. Yeah, actually. yep. Which is a little yep. surprising that they would have their first party develop for both of them. I mean, a lot of people have Xbox Ones. I get it. Yep. You want it? I think the the mentality I heard was since they don't make a lot of money on console releases, which is true. Most mm-hmm. of the time, companies sell consoles at a loss. They want to make sure people get these games and that's where they'll make their money. So that's why it's like there won't be exclusives to the Series X because why would you develop a game that at launch will have at max a 10 million install base when you could release across PC 2 or Xbox One and that's that'll jump your numbers up fivefold, tenfold. So it's like, yeah, make your money and it makes sense. Well, tomorrow the event will be kicking off around noon. I think they're doing a little pre-show beforehand, um, but it will be streamed at noon. Uh, Ash and I will both be watching it and streaming it live. So if you want to watch it with us, uh, head on over to our Twitch channel. It's uh, twitch.tv forward slash MLG podcast. And we will be there live tomorrow at noon, uh, giving you our reactions to Whatever they plan to show off, um, I do know that probably the most talked about title is going to be Halo Infinite. Um, probably. <clears throat> that seems to be the uh, be the big talk. Um, there is also going to be Fable 4, which is being developed by... Is that confirmed? 
I think it is. Yeah, because it's being developed okay. being developed by the studio or by the uh, Forza Studio, which oh. I thought which I thought was kind of inter- interesting. That's uh, cool. Yeah, so those are definitely two ones that I'm you know I'm interested in seeing. I've I've kind of fallen out of the Halo franchise after Halo Three. I never played. I, never, I played two once, and yeah. I played some one. <laughs> like like one and two were great games and three was even good i never played reach um and then after that like you know eventually i kind of fell out of my my xbox relationship like i had an xbox but i never played too many games on it i was being pulled too far into playstation at that point um but i did pick up the master chief collection for the pc um, okay. So I can I can roll through those again and play them because I am I am genuinely intrigued because I did enjoy the first one and the second one and and like I said even the third one a little bit. Um, but I know that game has a cool feature where it's like you could switch between original graphics and yes. new graphics like yes. on the fly. Yes, yep, super cool feature. Yeah, I that, wish most most games did that. I'm not sure if they did it in Halo Two. I know that was like the main feature of of the first Halo because it was what they called Halo CE was the name of it and it it came out for both the pc and the xbox 360 i think and yeah even that had a button where you could just hit the button and it would change it on the fly to the original graphics so you could you could see the difference and and it was really cool to see um but i'm genuinely intrigued by you know where they've taken the franchise and and what's different about it. So obviously I got some games to catch up on before I can dive into this one. They're showing off, but I'm still curious of, of what they are going to be showing with this game. Um, on top of that, you know, fable. I mean, I loved fable. I love fable one. I love fable two fable three left, left some things to be desired, but I only played number one. Number one is by far the best out of all of them. Number one was the best. It just seemed like they kind of dumbed the game down each new one that came out they kind of removed more of the rpg elements and made it more of an action adventure game um and i felt like the first game had the perfect balance of both so for like me personally here's a here's a huge reason why i haven't ever really gotten into the xbox or the xbox as a whole uh the games and not like what the games are. I mean like genres and I'm a huge RPG player. That's where they live on the PlayStation. It's a Japanese uh, system. A lot of Japanese RPGs go on it. That's kind of my thing. If I liked more shooters and stuff, I would probably be more into Xbox and Mm -hmm. I'm really hoping to see Outside of those major genres that Xbox is known for, I want to see other things. Like, I would have bought Scalebound. I would have bought Scalebound in a second. But they canceled it mm. because, you know, whatever reasons. Uh, I know, like, on 360, they had Blue Dragon. And, yeah, I always wanted to play it. But they never had more than, like, a couple RPGs. What was what was that JRPG on uh, Xbox 360 that both you and I played? <sighs> enchanted arms no it wasn't enchanted arms or maybe it was enchanted arms it's uh, like it was like a pokemon-esque thing kind of maybe that's yes 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 it was okay yes yep yep that's what it was 
I remember playing that game. <laughs> That's a good game. It was good. It is jank. That's the most jank game there is. No, but no, I'm 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 curious what they're going to be showing with with Fable Four, considering it is going to be a different studio that that's making the game. Um, and one of the other games that they're going to be showing off is Ninja Theories Hellblade Two: Senua's Saga. Um, which when I first saw like the clips and everything for it, I was shocked to find out that it's going to be an Xbox exclusive to start, or at least a Microsoft exclusive to start. I didn't know that. Yeah. Considering the first one was a PlayStation exclusive when it first came out, um, hmm. that, that one kind of took me by surprise. I played the first one. The first one, it's, it, it's a, it's a twisted game. Very, very twisted. Well, it's very, about, um, mental. Oh yeah. It's uh, disease. Yeah, it. I mean, basically, the. I believe the character is supposed to be experiencing psychosis throughout the entire game. That's mm. that's what I think it's supposed to be. Um, but you know, from what they've shown of the second one, it looks just as intense and just as freaky and as the uh, as the first one did. So I'm you know I'm excited to see what more they'll show off with that game. But again, I, I was kind of shocked to see that that franchise had become a Microsoft exclusive, you know, given the fact that they, they kind of got their start on PlayStation <laughs> with that one. Um, aside from that, there's going to be a few other games that are being shown off. Uh, I, nothing that's going to be like too major, at least that they've talked about or said. Um, the one thing that may get shown <clears throat> is this mysterious project from what Microsoft is calling not a triple A studio, but a quadruple A studio. What does that mean? <laughs> well, here's the thing. What does that mean? Considering it's supposed to be the studio's first game. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure to put on. Like, what they got? It's a, well, well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, it's like it's like, did you go like cherry pick the best people from every developer and like build a team? Like, do we, do we put the do we put the A team of game developers together <laughs> for this? But they haven't said anything about what the game is. There is speculation that it is going to be the next Perfect Dark. Huh. So, I mean, be cool. I mean, it would be. It's it's kind of interesting to see. Like, it's like a rare comeback all of a sudden, you know. Between mm -hmm. you know, with uh, with all the games that that we've seen get rebooted from the the rare um, studio on the current Microsoft systems. I mean, they they jumped all over that. You know, what, what's next? We're gonna get another Banjo Kazooie. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that, but <laughs> I mean, he did get on to Smash. Like oh, literally, yeah, that's right. He did, he did, didn't he? Like he's he's still relevant <laughs> to a certain degree. Battletoads are still like they're relevant because they were in Killer Instinct. Like, there's a lot of rare stuff that is still kind of had something released over the past. Mm -hmm. I don't know, few years. I do love Rare as a developer. They made some really good games. I mean, they were they were just. They were the gems of the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Besides Donkey Kong Country. That's right. I don't like it. Come at me, Internet. Well, I'll come at you right now. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No, it's too long yes. and it's too complicated for kids. Why are you giving kids something so hard? I, I beat it. 
I, well, I, I, also, didn't. I also didn't have any friends and spent hours behind my Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I will say I will say this. The the cart level, the mine cart level in that. Yeah, I know the one <laughs> because that's where I would give up because it's too hard. It's too hard. I was like 12 or 10. <laughs> child. And that was that was when I I, I first experienced um you know the controller breaking rage even though i didn't actually break the controller man did i want to <laughs> i've broken controllers i've broken many controllers do you know how, do you know what controller this one is of my ps4 ones six <laughs> all right ps4 has been at for how long like I, one I, per year i just i just knew as a kid if i broke anything i had to do with my video game systems that was it like that they were done like my parents would not go and buy a replacement it's like put it on your christmas list <laughs> that'd be it so but no so there there really hasn't been too much more that they've talked about with this event tomorrow and you know what they did say it's to expect only games not to expect anything else it's an hour-long presentation too to my knowledge yeah. So I mean, that does, might, that's, that doesn't surprise me. They might reveal something, but to my knowledge, they're doing the big push. They've been on Twitter being like, hey, are you going to, in big caps only, games. That's what you're going to see, games, and that's it. So, uh, that, that I doesn't, mean, that's good. That doesn't bother me. I mean, essentially, that's kind of what they did with the PlayStation 1, aside from when they unveiled what the system looks like. You know, yeah. they didn't they didn't really dive too much into into the system or the specs or anything like that. It was more of, of games being shown off. So but I'm 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 not opposed to that. We basically already know like what each system is gonna do at this point. So I think, you know, now now is the time to show off the game, show off the studio, show off the developers. It's it's time to sell the system. We we know what it is. Now it's it's time for them to get behind it and start start selling it and start giving us reasons to fork over five hundred dollars. But but no, um, I I do know that a couple of things that Microsoft has done here recently um, has kind of left people a bit confused. Um, one of it was they dropped the one year Xbox Live uh, Gold subscription. You can now only do one month or three month subscriptions. Um, the speculation is is that Xbox Live will be merging with Xbox Game Pass eventually which is cool it is and i think that that's a good idea i i you know i kind of complained about this with with having playstation now and playstation plus like there's just there's too many too many subscription services that center around just being able to play games so mm -hmm. if you know microsoft doing this whole hey let's bring it all under one umbrella cool um it, it does cost though that's what I'm curious about because it does seem like Microsoft is really trying to push for, hey, this is what gaming is going to become. You know, it's it's, so it's got the cloud stuff in it too. Mm -hmm. They might have the cloud stuff. I know that's a big push they're going to be doing. So, but uh, you know, I'm I'm curious of of what they're gonna what they're gonna end up going forward with because you know I think it's a genius idea for them to merge the two. 
Um, obviously, the cost can't be too much because you know you're going to have Xbox Live subscribers right now who who are just scraping by, just paying the minimum one month every single time they want to go on, mm-hmm. and and they may not be able to afford you know a five dollar or a ten dollar jump in month just to continue to you know get the service that they already enjoy you know maybe some people don't care about getting all the extra games through game pass maybe people on game pass don't care about having the capability of being able to play online Uh, well i mean i I agree i agree but there's not a lot of people that that recognize or appreciate the value in certain things that they're paying for so and i would say if you were to lump everything up together in like a yearly thing I would see like spending maybe a hundred, hundred twenty dollars on like a year. You just get everything passed, and I'd be like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I think a year can't shouldn't go over a hundred and twenty dollars. Um, I think if you're gonna go monthly, they gotta stay in the fifteen dollar a month range. What they're doing right now mm-hmm. for the current Game Pass, and then just roll in Xbox Live into that. Um, because I just, I don't see people forking over 20 to $25 a month just to have the capability to play online because, you know, you've got, I'm sorry, but there's a good portion of people who buy Xboxes just to play Call of Duty. And, you know, so those people aren't going to want to spend an extra $10 a month, you know, to continue to have the same service that they already have. I mean, they will. And we're talking gamers here. So, you know, we're I mean, as a whole, I think the whole paying for online shouldn't be a thing anymore. No, I agree with you on that one there, but it's it's kind of like the, you know, the world of DLC. It's it's a reality with gaming that we kind of have to Mm -hmm. accept and, and live with now. Um, so, but I think that if they can attach value to Mm. that, then, then that makes it a little bit more palatable, I guess. Um, you know, I, I feel a little bit more comfortable spending a little bit extra money knowing that, oh, okay, hey, like this stuff falls underneath that umbrella. I don't have to pay extra for it. So like, hey, you know, Microsoft wants to charge 15 bucks a month and you get online play plus, you know, your two free games a month plus access to Game Pass games. I'm sold, you know, I'll, I'll, wish, I'll, I'll uh, be all over that. I wish Plus and Now would merge. I played, uh, I used Now when it first came out and it was kind of iffy in the early days. <laughs> it's great I, now. Like, uh, I'm sure, because they also added downloading like the mm-hmm. pass. And, yep. like, if you could incorporate all that together, I'd be about that. You don't need to give me games every month, too, because I could just go now. So, I, like, save I, money. I, I do wish that the that the PlayStation Now service would let you download all of the games like the Xbox Game Pass does. Um, it's only they only let you do what the PlayStation Four games are the only yeah. ones that you can technically download. Which I mean, it's fine. It make it makes sense because like you need at least for any P- PS3 games, they do need a special chip because of how those games were programmed. Maybe you could emulate it now. I'm pretty sure that's still the case that you need a chip. Because there's just how complicated the architecture was. I guess I guess my problem is is like you know the service isn't perfect. So when you come down to the games that have to be streamed only, there's still plenty of hiccups. Whereas Mm -hmm. opposed to like okay, you know, hey, we can we can actually download it and then not have to deal with the hiccups. Um, What I think would be kind of cool is if you know within the PlayStation they did have some sort of an emulator app. That could be, you know, added onto that, and then, you know, then the software could then be downloaded and played through the emulator well, that's already built into the apparently, system. Apparently, 
the PS4 has a PS1 emulator native in it. Like some hackers found it through accessing medieval and like it'll just you pop in a game. It will work, apparently. That's yeah. Gotta pull out my old twisted metal black disc. No, no, not <laughs> PS2. I'm talking just Granddaddy Crash Bandicoot. What are you Come talking on. about? PS PS1 discs were black bottom. Oh, I thought you meant black like no, you know, twisted no, metal black. No, like, okay, no, no. I'm that's sorry. That's a good game. Too. It is. It is. Bring it is. It, back. <laughs> it is. It is a good game. Um, no, this was uh, the PlayStation games. The original PlayStation yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. The discs on the bottom it, were black. It yeah. For, um, copy, copyright. Yes. Protection and all that. Yep. Even though you can still copy them, no problem. <laughs> Just a trick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Sony. No, no, I didn't buy one of those mod chips from Japan and hack my system so I could play games that I copied. <laughs> I didn't do that. No. What? No. no. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, happening clip. <laughs> um, it's funny because that, that that actually reminded me here of something that I just watched the other day. Um, I thought this was legit. Somebody went through and they only did the boss level at the end, but they completely remade the original Metal Gear Solid. What? Yeah. And like, supposedly like with modern graphics or with, with modern graphics. It's it's on the Unreal 4 engine, I think is what they, they built it on. Bum, bum, and bum, bum. what people seem to think is that it's just a skinned Resident Evil 2. Oh. Because it kind of it kind of looks like it a little bit if you go and look watch the videos and the screenshots, because the gameplay is all more the over the shoulder type I view gotcha. like Resident Evil is. Um, but go and watch the video if you have a chance, man, and and maybe I'll uh, I'll throw up a link on our social media pages so people can check it out. But it looks legit. It looks legit, and hmm. the person the person wants to like finish it and release it out to people, but well, it looks he awesome. He messed up because he <laughs> let people know. You don't think Konami's gonna break your oh, no. legs? Oh no, he's like apparently through all the articles and interviews, like he's remained anonymous because he doesn't want to get caught, and he okay. apparently he'll figure out his ways to get it out to people. It's the internet, so the internet will get its hands on what the internet wants to get its hands on. That's true. <laughs> they will. Like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to the podcast. There's a there's this, a thing, this, it says it. I don't even need to sense. say it. It's, it's literally right below me. But it's people right listening, there. people listening cannot see that right now. So it's true. <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless. What is shame? I have none. Plug our podcast. <laughs> Please We're listen. We're on Twitch, YouTube. <laughs> Please listen to us. We'll love Please. you forever. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not going to make promises like this. I don't do forever. I'm sorry, ladies. No. Forever is a long time. <laughs> but no, uh, tomorrow, definitely, definitely come hang out with us while we live stream the xbox event it'll be cool it'll be our first time you know actually aside from you know us doing this podcast live right now it'll be kind of cool to do some reactions with everyone tomorrow and and honestly like i don't know it's i 
I like Xbox, but part of me is kind of being set up to be disappointed. Not trying to be a what? Yeah. Why? Come on. It's, it's just I don't know. Like give him a shot. I'm I'm, try- I'm saying give him a shot. I, I'm, I, I know, I know, which is very very strange. It's like I'm trying to remain you know unbiased here, but but we'll see. Love video games. So let's just leave it at I that. We'll just keep it at that. You know, I shouldn't hate on the Xbox as much. I think it's just because I haven't played it. I haven't played it enough to appreciate it. So yeah. But. It'd be cool but. if those sticks were next to each other and they were symmetrical, but, you know, whatever, I guess. <laughs> um, it's like that's my preference. They did say that the... Er, they they didn't say specifically, but it seems to be that the Xbox will be out in November. That's cool. Um, so that's I, don't, cool. I don't know if Sony plans to match that or if we're going to be seeing it. It's like, oh... We're going to get the PlayStation 5 in January. <laughs> no, I mean, I know that they've actually, originally on, on record, they did say that they were only expecting to produce 5 million for the holiday season. They mm-hmm. actually doubled those numbers, and they're expected to do 10 million on a release. Oh, nice. For, so, I mean, well, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'm, I just, I'm, them. I can't wait for them to say, okay, we can do pre-orders. Because <laughs> you is, can do pre-orders, they wait. just don't have on Amazon. Where can you Amazon pre? Amazon went live with their pre-order. Did they? Yes, they don't have the right information, but they did go live with it. Pre pre-orders for just the Xbox, the PlayStation, or both? PlayStation for the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, limit one mm. per household. They're not going to let people buy like mm. fifteen of them. I don't know what it's listed as, but I do know they went live with that. Hmm. Sony themselves are like, yeah, we're not allowing pre-orders on our end. Like if you buy from the Sony store or whatever. Hmm. But Intriguing. I didn't know that because like I'm signed up like for everything to be notified of when when pre-orders are supposed to start. And I haven't gotten any any notifications. They might have dropped anything. it. But I know so. that there was a little window. And I know they want to give people the time to properly do it, too. Um, but since we were talking about game events, yeah, I w- did want to bring this up. There was a Nintendo Direct Mini. It was like a half hour little little video thing. They announced a remaster of Shin Mega Mega Me Tensei Nocturne Number Three. I don't know if you've ever played that. That game's phenomenal. <laughs> so that to, so that was the last one that I played out of the. It's so good. It's hard. Dante's in it. I'm excited. Yes. I'm I'm redlining my audio. I don't. I, don't care. I, I care a little. I care. Sorry, everybody. But they announced it um, that it would be on Switch, but apparently it will also be on PS4, where is where I will be buying it. Um, they also announced that five would be coming to the switch. So that's cool that the main series is also progressing. Personally, I wish they would release four to the switch or elsewhere because it's locked to the 3ds and I don't have one. I would play it, but nocturne. I'm excited. If you've never played it, Dante from devil may cry is in it. Mm -hmm. It's great. 
It's great. Yep. Like I said, that was that was the last one that I played. I don't I don't remember too much of it because it was what thirteen years ago. Yes. <laughs> so. You fight Satan. <laughs> yes. You can tame Satan. You fight God. <laughs> it's great. Yep. You're a demi fiend. It's a good it's a good time. Um I I've I've been a fan of the series uh since the ROMs for the first two were translated mm-hmm. uh online. I played those and I was hooked. They're like classic dungeon dwellers where it's like you're in a maze and it's first person and you kind of just block around, kind of like the original Personas too. Uh, they, they, it's a fun time. Just any game where the concept of you just seeing the cruddy sides of both Satan and God, it's kind of cool. That's really cool. I'm not saying, you know, anything about religion, but that that concept itself is just the mm-hmm. world needs more stuff like that. Because, Un- you know, unique, I, unique takes on them. Yes, I yes, agree. Exactly. I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Um, no. They're very uh, Pokemon esque, too. I would say they were the first Pokemon uh, because it's all about that capturing monsters stuff. But yep. uh, speaking of monsters, Internet, you're full of monsters. Leave Nintendo alone. I'm sorry they didn't announce like a new Pokemon or Metroid or anything. And like just the expectations people have for what Nintendo does. It's pretty awful. Like harassment, like b- badgering people on their Twitter and stuff. Like, calm That's down. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm Ab- sorry. That absolutely ridiculous. This is cool. This is a thing for people like me. Who are old and like old RPGs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm so old and want some fresh takes on f- familiar series. Damn whippersnappers and their damn uh, whippersnappers. Un- unappreciative attitudes toward classic games. Get off my gaming lawn. Get out of here. You don't think I want Metroid 4? I do. <laughs> I would love a new Star Fox. Where where's F Zero? These uh, are all games I want. Uh, Where are they? Please, please give me another Star Fox, please. <laughs> Where are they though? I what, don't see them. Didn't they? Didn't they tease like a new Star Fox for the Switch, and then it was like some other game that like oh like Fox is in the game. Some other like yes. flight game. Yes, yeah, yes. it's like a. I think it's like Wing something. It's it had like a model kit. Yeah, aspect to it. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, you could. Moral of the story people stop hating on Nintendo. Stop. (laughs) Just stop. They have other franchises besides the ones you like. (laughs) How long has it been since F Zero on GameCube? Huh? Eh? You don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It was a phenomenal game. (laughs) I'm sure sure some people know what you're talking about. Old people like me. what's a gamecube <laughs> it was a thing you could play games on in the shape of a cube it had a lunchbox handle for whatever because, reason you know most people you know, like pack up systems when they go somewhere nah just, just gonna, take just, it on a picnic gonna carry it out in the open <laughs> came came with discs the size of coasters yeah yeah tiny little discs that somehow you could still play on a first generation Wii. 
that one really like yeah, blew weird. my mind. Like, cause it's like the Wii, you, you feed the discs in through the front. Like most mm-hmm. systems, it's not a tray that comes out that you put the disc, like a CD-ROM. It just sucks you, it up. It just sucks it in. And for whatever reason, that, that system knew like, this is a GameCube disc. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. It made me realize that like a lot of the older games do like games on the Dreamcast. If you ever look mm-hmm. at the disc, there was a smaller circle on the inside, the size of GameCube games. And like the rest was just like a different, I guess, mirror. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe how because it's like reflective, <laughs> but it, it was a different reflective. And I love the GameCube. Yeah. Why do I love the GameCube? Because it was basically the Dreamcast 2. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, no, you're not wrong there. It was. It was. Yeah. The best games on GameCube, spoiler alert, were Dreamcast games. Yeah, or sequels to Dreamcast games. That's true. That is very true. Skies of Arcadia, what do you know about Sky Pirate RPG? Power Stone. Power Stone is a great game. Bring it back, Capcom. Yep. Yep. Bring it back. X-Men Legends, bring that back. Uh, yeah, I mean, please. They did, no, they did Ultimate Alliance. I have Ultimate. I had no Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance three. I have it, which is good, but it's not X Men Legends. No, you're it's right. not. It's not. None of the none of the Ultimate Alliance games have been X Men Legends quality yeah, to me. Yeah, because they were but... crit gritty and like <laughs> focused on what the task at hands. Once you got but... the Ultimate Alliance, they just turned into like this. We've got this character. They combine with this character, and they get. <laughs> <laughs> they do that, all right? And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Neat. Well, while we're on our nostalgia kick here, I figured we could dive into our entertainment segment because you and I have got some polarizing views on a movie we both just watched. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> so um, this past weekend, I sat down with my family, all my kids, my girlfriend, and we watched Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Um, I had not seen the movie yet. I had seen little previews. I knew I had wanted to see the movie just because it seemed like there was a lot of fan service in it. Um, and uh, so finally got a chance to sit down and watch my kids because I figured, you know, my kids are a little bit older. They'd appreciate it more than, you know, watching just a straight up animated movie. And they liked it. Um, I personally liked it. I mean, do, do I think it was a stellar Steven Spielberg film? Was it Jurassic Park, you know, level quality? I'm no. so glad you're bringing these points up. Because no. going to make my point. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I think I think for me, like I, you know, the, the fanboy factor kind of won me over with it with how much stuff they kind of worked into the movie. Um, some of it seemed a bit out of place, but... For the most part, I was, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. Some of the franchises that they tapped into to build this world that they did. Um, I never read the book. Um, I actually learned through you, Ashton, that it was based off of a book. I thought it was just mm-hmm. something that was put together as a Spielberg movie. Um, book two coming out. Um, but I, you know, I do plan to either read the book or at least listen to the audiobook because I'm curious of how many references from the movie are actually in the book. Obviously the book is a little bit older. So the things like the overwatch characters and stuff like that won't show up. A lot of them. (laughs) There was a surprising (laughs) amount of overwatch characters. And I'm just like, okay, well, I think it's because like overwatch was kind of at its height during that time when that movie was coming out, you know, over it was before Fortnite took over. Uh, Overwatch was kind yeah. of the kind of the big I can't thing. Imagine so. like that movie coming out with Fortnite now. It would have been mostly Fortnite. Yeah, 
I would have been like, yeah. I don't know who these people are. I mean, I mean, you saying there's a second book that's going to be coming out. Obviously, I think there'll probably be a second movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 it made a, it made enough money for them to make a second movie, so they'll they'll make a second movie. <laughs> but overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, you know, like I said, it's not it's not top of the list for me. It was fun. It was good to watch with the kids. There was a lot of nostalgia to it. Um, I mean, I. I kind of freaked out, you know, when the when the kid, you know, the, what was his name? Was it Sato? Oh, uh, the little the, the, little the, the, the Asian the Asian kid. Um, yeah. And you know, he basically just pulled out the Gundam, and I'm like, oh, oh here we go. Man. And it was, you know, just it's just come on, Gundam versus Mecha Godzilla. Like, come on, like that was so cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was cool. Which, it, it, well, and this is where I'm kind of surprised, buddy, because I thought certain stuff like that would have kind of had you jumping out oh, of your seat. Don't but get me wrong, <laughs> I love fan service. Well, here's the thing: I don't hate the movie. It's fine for the most part. I would probably give it like a four out of ten, though. Here's the thing: that's fine. It starts off so well. It starts off strong. It goes with. Like the fan service to a max. There's characters from everything in it. Looney Tunes, uh, DC Comics. There's like Ninja Turtles. There's others like video games in there. There's like a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, pop culture reference, right? And that's fine. And it was enjoyable to see it at first. Some of my favorite parts is actually the first contest, the race. I really like it because yep. there was a lot of different cars from like there's this the Mach 5 is in there and like mm -hmm. there's no attention to it besides like the opening like they're at the, the line and King Kong is like just this Jurassic Park thing going. It's great. It's yep. wonderful. But I only like it because they're going for the video game thing like it was focused on the story at hand. Like, it was still involved with what was going on. Mm -hmm. We get halfway through the movie, and a lot of that kind of disappears for me. It starts focusing on the real-world stuff. And, like, the best part of the movie is the Oasis. It's, like, virtual reality, the world, and it's a good time there. Um, but then, like... The real world stuff like this corporate dude. Here's another thing, too. Every real world actor in that is a horrible actor. All the acting's just bad. Like, it is not great from most of the cast. The only <laughs> one that's mildly good, I think, is like the main character. And even then, it's kind of like, I could see why you're not you, in you movies didn't, now, bud. You didn't like Simon Pegg for all seven minutes he was in the movie? <laughs> Simon Pegg's good. And here's the thing. Simon Pegg in The Partner Dude, the dude who made Oasis, I like those characters because they feel real. Like, they're like from the real world. Mm -hmm. The Everyone else is like, I don't know. It's like this fake thing. Like, they're, they're like, H. Here's no, I, I know. I, I do agree with you on on that point there with some of the acting, because it did feel like some people were like, oh, hey, I'm in a Spielberg movie right now. Let's 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 do this. And some other people were like, we're in a Nickelodeon movie right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, it felt a lot predictable, too. Um, yeah. Like, here's the thing. 
once they get to around the time of the second key, this is like a good chunk into the movie. From that point on, it just feels like they just half-ass it or like whatever's going on is taking too long. Mm-hmm. Um, that There's a huge problem of that in the end. The ending just would not end. I was so angry at the end of the movie that it wouldn't wrap up. I'm like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. So spoilers. There's a part. There's the whole goal of the movie is you got to get three keys. You get them. You, you gain access and control of the Oasis, the virtual world. The third key. There's the part where he's playing the game, right? And he's talking about Easter eggs. That felt really good and sentimental for what the message was for the creator of the Oasis and the fact that that was the first Easter egg where someone put created by in. Yep. Like it was the creator's name. Like back in the Atari days, you weren't allowed to do that. You were, they'd be like, no, no, you got fake names and all this. And it's really touching. And then another like 20, 25 minutes happens And I just do not care. I'm like, you achieved your goal. Wrap it up. Let's go. Like the bad guys defeated. What's the point? And it becomes like this like slapstick thing. And it's just like, I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well. Yes, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Once again, it's not a bad movie, but like... But I hate it. <laughs> I hate the ending. I hate the last yeah. bit. I, I like, gotcha. I gotcha. I, I, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from on that one. I think for me, I just got so wrapped up in the in the nostalgia of it. and Yo, know. the Ninja Turtles, all four of them, there's a scene in there where they're kicking some dude's ass. <laughs> and it's great. All right? Yep. That's cool. And you know what? It's before that final bit. <laughs> Everything before that final bit, you're like, yeah, cool. This dude puts on the goggles. It shows the original Japanese logo for Gundam. And you're like, let's go. Yep. Woo! Gundam. <laughs> right? It's it's amazing. It's a big, it's like Endgame, but for pop culture, basically. There's just a bunch of stuff going on. It's all crazy. <laughs> And then they got to end it with like Captain Ugly and Scarface kissing at the end. And it's just like, come the hell on. Are you for reals? No. Oh, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to definitely check out the book. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, once re- the, the second book comes out, if we eventually do see a sequel to the first oh, we movie. we definitely will. So um, here's a little thing, though. Did you know I don't like most Spielberg movies? Really? Yep. I think his movies are pretentious and overly <laughs> long. Surprising, huh? The only ones I really like is Jurassic Park and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but only a little. There's like good parts of that one, but mm-hmm. like E.T., yeah, it's a classic. It's boring and it's for kids. And AI, he tried to make a Kubrick movie and it's bad. Speaking of that, that part, that part in yes. in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ready Player One was awesome. 
when they yeah, that's w- a good part. the 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 shining part in Ready Player One was really good. Um, aside from the 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 dancing room for the second key, yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that yeah, was a yeah, little. Yeah. That was that I'm was right little, there with you. Yeah, that like was the, little, but the horror aspects and like just seeing someone actually get flooded out with the blood, blood elevator yep, stuff. Yep. That there's a lot of cool stuff, imagery and stuff. It's very accurate to what's going on. But yeah, once you get to that ballroom scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Basically the movie should have just ended after we found the Easter egg in the third <laughs> like just right there, done. That's it. Movie's you over with. You could have you know, twist it around a little. Like he could have been like, he unlocks the Easter egg, and it's like he gives it up, and he's like, "No, this isn't what Oasis is about." And then it would have been, you know, there's a thousand ways they could have done the movie. Yeah. Also, they do the creepy internet thing where they're like, "Hey, you're a personality I know. I'm in love with you. We've talked for two minutes." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the guy's <laughs> even warned about it in the scene prior. He's his best friend's like, yo, man, they might be a dude, you know. This is a little weird. Don't be weird. And he's like, nah, I'm not gonna be weird. Immediately be weird. Like immediately. Yep. It's like, come on, kid. Come on. Oh, aside from that, I haven't uh, I haven't watched really too much. I've gotten a little bit further in Man in the High Castle, uh, about to wrap up season three of that, and I'll be ready to start season four. That's still just as crazy as ever, and I don't understand what's going on in it at all right now because there's there's so much going on like there, there's time travel involved and but alternate dimensions and parallel universes and everything like all going on in the show and you know you, you seem to think that something is happening because that there are parallel dimensions and there's you know basically mirror people from these other dimensions and and it, it's it's crazy like i'm kind of rambling and ranting about it right now because it's honestly a show that you really need to sit down and watch because i i won't do it any justice trying to explain it um I, again it goes back to like it's not what i was expecting at all the the show was sold to me as hey you know it's a what if scenario what if the nazis won world war ii and that's that's all i thought that it was you know and then eventually it turns into this like oh no it's actually a crazy sci-fi show as well where you know we're we're, we got alternate dimensions and people are warping and stuff it's it's uh it's a really 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 cool show i'm actually kind of sad that it's gonna it's gonna be done after the fourth season um again it's another thing it's based off of a book um philip k dick philip k dick book actually um so i kind of want to check out the book and and see see if there's any major differences between the show and the book but so far the show i absolutely love it um but haven't watched anything else besides that you know obviously gearing up for when the boys comes back in september um i have been kind of intrigued to start watching the show on amazon called upload 
Have you watched I've it? I've heard at all? about it. I've heard about it. So I don't know if you know the concept behind it or not, but basically, there now there's this ability. That, I don't know if it's a company that has created it or somebody's created it, where before you die, you can upload your conscious into this, um, like basically a social media world, where essentially your conscious will now live on in the internet, and that's where the whole show takes place is in this doesn't sound like a good idea i've been on the internet you don't want to be on the internet you don't want to live in the internet the trailer the first trailer i saw seemed kind of dumb but then the next couple after that i uh i am i'm sold because it seems funny and it's from the creators of the office and parks and rec so okay. it's got a, it's got it's you a know comedy. yes it is a comedy yes oh yeah yep. okay it's a comedy yeah no it's not a it's not like a, a dark drama or anything like that it's a comedy it um, should be vanilla sky come at me <laughs> but in the uh, in the same vein of that show um, I was watching and I think they actually showed it off during the Ubisoft event too because uh, I think Ubisoft has a part in making the show but what is it called again it's um. Oh man, why can't I think of it? It's basically a, a comedy TV show. Again, I think from the oh the one where it's about game devs. Yes, uh, the one dude from Philadelphia, Sunnyville, Philadelphia. Is yes, like uh, um, Mac. Yeah, yes. Mac. Yes, he's yes. Uh, Mythic Quest is what it's mm. named. Mythic Quest is the name of the show, but it's got a it's got like a an alternate subtitle to it too, doesn't it? Though it's like. Yeah, anyways, but I was kind of bummed to hear it's only going to be on Apple. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's going to be an Apple TV show. So I was a little bit bummed to hear about that because, like, the cast seems pretty great because uh, uh, Danny Pudi there from uh, Community is also in the show. So, like, the cast seems great. Um, it, it it definitely seems like it's going to have an almost It's Always Sunny type mm. vulgarity to it. Um, but... <clears throat> I'm I'm hoping that eventually it'll make its way off of Apple and onto other platforms if it does take off because it does seem like it's gonna be kind of funny. <laughs> why, why would you? Wait, you don't get Apple TV? What? No. You don't just consume Apple products because no. they tell you to. No. Well, you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a computer stand <laughs> for your screen. Not the screen involved. You would like proprietary things. You love it. You love it. <laughs> Um, for me personally the only entertainment i've really consumed is uh obviously anime shocker oh my god so uh two shows off of netflix and i watched uh the my hero academia movie two heroes rising i could say that in japanese and it would be slightly longer it's a huge name it's a good movie though it's placed Ahead of where the show is, so it's very spoilery if you haven't seen the latest season. But it's good. It's got really good action. Everyone does something in it. Um, everyone like the cast of my hero has probably twenty students. Twenty students in the main class. Everyone has a part in it, and it's really good. <laughs> Besides this, anyone who has Netflix could check these out. I watched. All the beast stars in like a day, and that's basically like animals are humanoid, and 
in the beginning of the show, uh, herbivore, like little goat dudes eaten. And like, there's like this mystery behind it, but then it turns into like this love story between a wolf, a big gray wolf, probably like six plus feet and this little dwarf bunny who's probably like three feet. And it's very mature. There's like some partial nudity in it. There's there's vicious murder and all this other stuff. It's it's really good. Uh, it reminds me, like the way the characters are depicted, the the wolf, uh, I forget his name, Liagos. Uh, that might be wrong, but he overthinks a lot of stuff. And I remember being a teenager and just constantly overthinking and like overanalyzing stuff. He's a very relatable character. And on the other hand, the little dwarf bunny is like super immature. She, she's always felt like she's been like prey to carnivores in the world. So she's like very protected or shielded. People always make it out to like want to protect her. So like she develops like this. Basically, she sleeps around because she feels like it's the only time people actually care about her or see her is when they're sleeping with her. So it has this very mature adult theme with her and like how they connect as characters. It's really good. Everyone should check it out. Basically, no spoilers. <laughs> like that, that was as the beginning part. That's the only thing related to anything in the story besides of how they relate. Um, check it out. 10 out of 10. Also, the person who wrote it is the daughter of the dude who wrote Baki, which is also a Netflix show should probably check it out because that's crazy. It's so crazy. A dude punches the ground and makes an earthquake. He's a normal human being. I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> uh, the other thing I watched was Cells at Work, which is a very cute anime about basically how the cells in your body work. The main character is a little red blood cell. She's like a little cute thing. She gets lost constantly in the... The counterpart is this murderous, stoic, like white blood cell. And it's just like, how does like cancer act in the body? And like, it's all very scientific too. Like, uh, like you learn like how p p uh, p platelets like, uh, act and like how viruses would act once they get into the body wounds and all this other stuff. Very cute. Like, when someone dies, they turn into, like, this cute little version of themselves. It's adorable. Everyone go watch it. That's a 10 out of 10. I want season two. Nice. Besides that, that's it. Yeah. No, just, you know, pretty pretty uneventful. We we kind of knew going into this this episode that we weren't <clears throat> weren't going to have a lot to talk about because there really wasn't a lot that happened around the uh, around the gaming world and... Yeah, life life happens. So, life, but life finds we, a way. Uh, we wanted to at least get a chance to put something together here to kind of preview the event tomorrow and let everybody know that we will be streaming that. So, you know, I'm plugging it again for like the fourth time this episode. But please check you know, it out. Please come come hang out with us tomorrow. Come chat with us. We'll be in the chat room. Send us some messages, and we'd we'd love to interact with anybody who uh, anybody who's been listening to so far because feedback is is what's really keeping us going and so um but definitely yes so um <clears throat> if you do want to get in touch with uh, myself 
Uh, you can hit me up either, you know, through email on here. You can send an email to the guys at the midlifegamers.com. Um, or you can find me on um, Twitter. Uh, I am at Upstate Devil CB. And I am, you can just, you know, I'm basically on Facebook. I need my name, Corey Beasley. Um, but uh, but if you want to find me online, be it either on Xbox, PC, or PlayStation playing games, I am Rise of Defiance. So um, definitely find me on there. I'm on I'm on a lot more now that we're streaming and stuff. So but mm-hmm. I again I, I I'm loving all the feedback that we're getting so far from everyone. It's been it's been great. It's been heartwarming to say the least um so this is this has been exciting to to hear that people are enjoying what we're doing so far and and honestly if there's stuff that people don't like let us know because we just we want to get better at this unless Uh, it's talking about anime i will never stop (laughs) all right i'm coming for you my anime reviews yeah but um um ashton did you want to let them know how they can get in touch with you you want to hit me up via video game platform i'm atlas the strong on psn is the only one like this instead of the it's a da the strong um you could try hitting me up on facebook my account is so private i probably won't see it so i'm sorry <laughs> about that um but you know go on our social play pages i check that out ask me questions there ask me questions on twitch youtube yeah. any any place we produce content that has an interactive form hit me up ask me a question i'll ask you questions but besides that remember we also have a contest yes yes we also have please. a contest send us your ghost of tsushima pictures please we want to see them winner get a $20 gift card from PlayStation and we will plaster your picture all over our pages and you yes. will be you will be deemed the the champion of video game I photography will make it my profile <laughs> pick for up to a month you heard it here first internet all right it's got to be good though but before we leave Corey, it's the it's your week this week. I know. Two truths and a lie. What's yes. up? Yes, yes, it is my week. So uh, mine is not D and D related. So we're uh, we're gonna go back to my days of working at Blockbuster. Okay. So Here we go. So so everyone knows Blockbuster is this place where you <laughs> used to go and get stuff like videos. And then you'd bring it back later in the week or not. Such an odd concept, right? I know. <laughs> you borrowed things for a small fee and then returned them when you were done. <laughs> or have late fees. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so. Number one. I used to take home both movie and game rentals that were meant to be destroyed. Basically, we would get a list every single month of anything that we were not allowed to rent out or sell anymore, and the discs needed to be destroyed. We had to provide proof that the the things were destroyed. Um, but basically, I used to take some of the rentals home instead of destroying them. Ooh, Blockbuster's <laughs> coming for you. Um, number two. Because we would get movies and games in in advance before they came out, we would be allowed to rent certain things. We could rent movies, uh, but not games ahead of time. 
the games, we had to wait until release day before. Even as employees, we had to wait until release day to rent them. I did not follow that rule. Ooh, Blockbuster's <laughs> coming. Number three, I got in trouble with a game studio because I did not follow that rule. Oh, Which one's I'm the telling. lie? I'm telling. <laughs> yes, so this is me admitting that I did some horrible things as a Blockbuster employee, but... How dare you? Mm. Here's a little added thing. I once topped into a GameStop dumpster and got a game out of there once. There's people who made YouTube videos about that, and they would literally yeah. walk. They would literally walk back into the same GameStop and try and sell it back to them. It's like, hey, you gonna take this? Why are you here every Wednesday night? No reason. No reason at all. But, anyways, yes. So, hey, if anyone happens to know what the lie is, feel free to. Post it in a comment. Let us know. Throw it in the comment for when we post up this pod, this episode on uh, on our social media pages. And so I'm kind of curious if if people will know. And and Ashton, I'm curious if you know or not which one is the lie out of those three. So it, That's uh, a good it, question. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to find out next episode, which will be next time, which will be next week. Um, but definitely. Uh, Check us out tomorrow. Please join us tomorrow. Uh, we are Twitch TV forward slash MLG podcast where we will be having our little live streaming event of the that's, Xbox that's showcase. So Major League Gaming podcast. No, that's the Midlife Gamers yes. podcast. Yes. Don't get it twisted like how yes. I constantly want to <laughs> call ourselves. But anyways, we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow on the stream. If not, enjoy. Have a great night. And yeah. see you later. Pew, 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 pew.